<laughs> Seriously. We are live. And and I think he, it, given his stardom, he can't get anybody to help him. I, I think <laughs> it winked at me. Uh, Kenny, yes. gonna, you're going to do that's Maple Joe. Grove today. I Joe am. Make, uh, yeah, you flip-flopped on me yesterday, but that's okay. Just do Maple Grove today. Joe makes a good point, though. Yeah. Did I? You're right. I did. That's okay. Oh, that's because I'm used to doing seafoam on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Got it. Okay, so I'll do Maple Grove. I think I did them both yesterday, didn't I? No, you just did the one. No, I think I think I did Maple Grove yesterday. No, I promise. Because we didn't. <laughs> I promise. We didn't have that many ads. Because when you were doing it, I went to go put it on Maple Grove, and you were doing seafoam, and you didn't do another spot. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We might have to listen to the podcast no oh, sorry no, that's not happening wow too bad <laughs> so i didn't talk about no you were doing the good sifo mag um huh i'm gonna get my drink the science experiment yeah is it in here I want to know, would you be my gal? Kenny, you are muted. Okay, Johnny does not have to be. Joe does. I don't. I want to be silenced. Oh, shoot. What? Well, I got to find some stuff. Are you set up with your thing over there? Okay. Let's go. Muted. Let's go. Anybody watch True Detective? Uh, no. I heard it was not very good this year. Is that true? Were you I watching yeah, episode, uh, episode one up. last night? It's, uh, uh, I guess we'll watch episode two, but I can't, I predict, not beyond that. Some of the um, Golden Bachelor attendants returned <laughs> to The Bachelor yesterday <laughs> to give her advice, or him advice, I guess. Quite crazy. Uh, Quite crazy, those nutty ladies. Hey, don't don't admit that in public. <laughs> uh, we've got this. We got the open. Ladies and gentlemen. Golf show. Why aren't we doing any golf show ads this week? Uh, I don't have That's any right. copy. We've mentioned it, but I, I don't have, have copy, but it's not in the thing. Oh, let's. I, I didn't know that. Is it on the thing? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, you've it's just been a ignoring it? No, it's just a check mark. We've mentioned every day that we're going to be at the golf show, but I want you to read your copy if you had that. I, that wasn't told to me. So, well, it's okay. Did you read the story about the bike bridge over the river? Uh, vaguely. Well, you don't vaguely read a, a, a newspaper I saw article. I line, I admit. I didn't <laughs> Well, I read it twice looking for the source. John, are you doing it in the news? Uh, no, I wasn't. Looking for the source of the financing, and all it says is that the park board has to raise the money. Hmm. But that it's it's not clear, and I want to know who's paying for this before we even start 
scratching out designs on where, paper. Where, where, where's the location? It's going over the north side, north Minneapolis to northeast Minneapolis. It's right by our, actually by a railroad bridge that's still being used. Is it over north, north of, uh, wait, north wait, of the uh, island? I dream of genies on, so uh, I'm going to talk to you guys in about 30 <laughs> minutes from now. You'll never see your belly button. Yeah, it's north of Nicollet Island, um, Joe. Belly button? Kenny, yeah. I really, really think you should turn the TV they off. They couldn't show it. <laughs> no, I know. She, you she bite on that hook I do every I time. Really do. You bite hard. I believe it if it's Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. What are we waiting for? It's 12.01 by my time. Well, you know what, then? Let's get this damn thing going. I am. Just a minute. Just a minute. One moment. Time himself. One moment. Why, like Clementine oranges? Oh, my darling. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1240, Feb 6, 2024. 51 degrees is the record high on this day. That was in 1925. Uh, it could be threatened today. It's currently based on my telephone, 47 degrees. So that record Pretty could accurate. be could mm-hmm. be threatened today. Records are made to be broken. And it was 24 below on this day in 1936. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Who among us has Hasn't. spent time in Los Angeles? Never been to California. Uh, I've been there, hung out in Hollywood for a few days. John, you haven't been, but Dylan I have not. Has. Dylan spent uh, yeah, at least two years there. I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, and I've spent a lot of time in the canyons, Topanga Canyon, and I spent a lot of time in the hills around Beverly Hills and Bel Air. If I was out there on a sports writing gig, I, I took full advantage of making sure I toured sites. I went to the site of where Rockford had his trailer on the beach in Malibu <laughs> and and I, I really, uh, all the time when I traveled as a sports writer, I really got to know the towns. And I was there many times, Super Bowls, uh, uh, hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever. I went to bars, Joe. I know. The whiskey, the rainbow, <laughs> and the viper. Well, and had I to do it over again, that's probably where I would have gone. Because anybody can see a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I wish I would have done what you did. <laughs> Well, my point is, when it rains there, it certainly doesn't. I don't know how some of these houses survive a modest rain, much less uh, the rains that are pummeling the Los Angeles basin right now. Yeah, uh, because there, some of them are on stilts, some of them are on hillsides. Uh, it's not a wonder that people are going to suffer the loss of their property and have it washed down the down the hillside in a mud uh, slide. But I, I did the sense wins today. I do them because I don't trust. Is, is trust the right word? 
I I don't. You question the accuracy. I, no, I question the motives oh, of modern, okay. of conventional news gatherers. Uh, I'm pretty well convinced, without sounding conspiratorial, I hope, that they're following an agenda and that they've been, I think, instructed uh, in cases like this uh, California storm to make sure to get in the climate change angle. And uh, gratefully, I can still find all the sense wins. I predict, given the direction of the country, that those will be forbidden to be printed at some point, because we're all we're all going to be uh, told to believe that we must change our lives uh, to mitigate climate change, which is silly on the face of it. Man is not bigger than nature. And the sense wins in this particular case are absolutely fascinating. What do you got? First of all, Los Angeles, uh, February is its rainiest month. And I went to a couple sites. This is, uh, this is Los Angeles Daily News. No, this is the Los Angeles, or this is the Press Enterprise. I believe that's Orange County. And what we're discovering is the following. They had a really wet Sunday in L.A., Feb. Mm -hmm. 4. They had 4.10 inches of rain. And that blew the highest, that blew away the highest recorded total for any Feb. 4 in the L.A. history as far as it was recorded. In fact, the previous record was 2.55 inches for Feb. 4 in 1927. That's well, that's quite a long time ago. Right. That's according to the National Weather Service. But they mm -hmm. really beat that record Sunday. They Was went, that 97 years, Joe? Yeah, they went 4.10 Sunday, and the old record was 1927, 2.55. So, yes, they they certainly established a new record. Well, Since 1877, Sunday's total was the third highest for any Feb day in Los Angeles. The highest was almost five inches, 4.8 inches in 1913. And the 4.10 inches they just experienced two days ago, that ties for the 10th most ever in Feb, the 10th most ever. The highest total ever in Feb, I'm sorry, the highest total ever period was 5.88 inches, almost six inches of rain on March 2nd, 1938. During that storm, the Los Angeles, San Gabriel, and Santa Ana rivers overflowed their banks. An estimated 80 to 150 people died and damage was into the tens of millions of dollars. You can imagine uh, today uh, what, what the damage amounts must be. Uh, not to mention that back in the 20s and 30s and teens, not as nearly as many people were living there. What does this prove? It proves nothing, especially to the uh, people who don't like my attitude uh, on climate change. But it proves that uh, it's wrong to call this historic because it's it's happened before. Uh, now I went to a, I went to a history site. For less uh, for Los Angeles, it's called the Homestead Blog, and uh, 
I don't know that one. No, I just came across it. Uh, art, uh, articles routinely point to the fact that official rainfall records were not kept until 1877, though there were certainly unofficial tallies in preceding years. For example, it has often been stated that the terrible drought of 1862 to 1864 brought only about four inches of rain each season. At that time, the greater L.A. area relied entirely on natural sources of water for its domestic, industrial, and agricultural needs, and this remained the case until the completion of the Los Angeles Aqueduct in 1913. Now, a, an outfit called the Security First National Bank of Los Angeles put out a study in 1937. They created a, a nifty chart, presumably for their, their clients or their customers, and they came up with detailed information on regional precipitation totals for the previous 60 years. Oh, wow. And what is fascinating to see are the extremely wet and the bone dry years at, that often correlate to flood years, which then emphasize the desire for regional flood control measures or to the havoc punishing droughts wreaked reeked on the area. This is true for the wider region as well as for members of the Temple family when they owned the Homestead Bank in different phases. Okay, let me just see what else I have here. My point is that that the history of rain in Los Angeles is is significant. It's storied. It's storied is a good word. It's a Thank there's you. a storied history of. Uh, oh, I also did some homework on the Pineapple Express, which, of course, <laughs> gets its name from Hawaii. And the warm Pacific water gets lifted into the, into the air uh, northeast of Hawaii and then proceeds on a path northeast that just happens to, to cause it to have landfall in Los Angeles, San Francisco, up the coast, and then into Montana, Utah, Idaho. For all I know, some great snowfalls in Minnesota are remnants <laughs> of the Pineapple Express, right? You're, so, you're the biggest nerd I know. I know, but I, I'm <laughs> so, such a nerd. I'm so curious about this. I just, I just love this well, stuff. Keep going to find out the the sense <clears throat> wins. Well, this homestead thing is too long to read, but the uh, the Temple family apparently owned a place called the Homestead, and they they kept track of rainfall the way these goofball meteorologists call Larry up in Wyndham and see what he had in his backyard rain gauge, you know. <laughs> and so... Uh, Good neighbors. <laughs> but it concludes with uh, whatever the future holds for us in this example, the study of the past should be necessary and essential part, both in terms of analyzing rainfall patterns as well as how we use land and water. This chart is only a tool for seeing where we were over an extended period of time in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and then comparing that with our current situation. And basically the only difference comparing the 1800s to the early 1900s with our current situation is that now tens of millions more people, of course, are affected by this, which, yes, understandably, yeah. understandably enough compels, compels the coverage of it, the attention it gets, yep. because so many human beings are affected. 
uh, and that that wasn't the case. Just to pick a year in 1923 or 1913 or 1880, yes, California was getting heavily populated, but certainly not to the extraordinary extent it is today. And I'll go back to the beginning. As someone who spent a lot of time there and traveled around, again, I'm shocked that the houses they have still stand. And and it makes me wonder if these people ever have bothered to consider the past. It's it's like when we up here in this climate drive by out in the country a driveway that's really steep. What's the first thing we all think? <laughs> oh, Depends I'd hate which to, way it's going. Oh, I'd hate to drive that thing in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, yeah. How do they get up and down that thing? Yeah. When I see these houses on stilts like that and uh, carved out of the side of a hill. That's exactly what I think. Oh, you're messing with Jesus. Uh, you, you know, you're going to suffer right. one day. And if you're, if you're, you know, of the elite who can afford to live on the beach in Malibu and your house washes into the ocean, you, you might have wanted <laughs> to take a precaution about that. This <laughs> has got, happened before. And you got to wonder, how do they get insurance on those properties? That's a great point. How do you get, for example, how do you get mudslide insurance? I I know you can't even get flood insurance in this state if you live on top of a hill. Right. What if that was an aspiration for you? Told your parents, I want to sell uh, flash mud flood insurance. mud insurance. I want to sell flash flood mud insurance in <laughs> yeah. LA. They, You'd make five cents. <laughs> haven't they heard? Isn't there some parable in the a Bible about building your house on, on a the rock sand? And the sand. Or, yeah. The rock. Or, or, I mean, just even go with the three pigs. Same thing. Right. You know, <laughs> concept. Yeah. Just, the Bible to the three pigs out of what It's the same parable, isn't it? Despite the presence, uh, well, hell, California is bigger than some countries. Despite the presence of, somebody quickly give me the population of California. Coming up. Oh, that's Matthew's it, job. It's got to be, I'm going to guess, what, 40 million people? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Given the fact that that forty million people have lived there, thirty nine point two four, so forty million. Look, Good look job. at my brain. wow! Look at my brain. You I'm, are a nerd. It is. <laughs> I am a nerd. But uh, I'm a curious nerd. And and given the fact that we're going to call it forty million, Matt. Yep. Given the fact that forty million people live in Los Angeles. And given the fact that, yes, they have taken great ecological and environmental liberties, they've turned rivers around, they've put up dams, they've done everything they can to alter what was there 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. And along comes these historical observations and records and facts that despite the fact that 40 million people live in Los Angeles, the weather they're getting now is no different than the weather they got in 1870. You're here. So the, the the presence of humans has nothing to do with what they're encountering. Now, what what would counter me are the people who say, yes, but these storms are coming more frequently, and yes, they're more violent. Not according to what I can find when I read the past. Mm-hmm. How much more violent does it have to get than five inches of rain on one day in February in L.A.? Back in 1913, when that would have, they didn't have flood mitigation. They didn't have any means of controlling it. They didn't have any means of flowing it to the ocean. The flooding then had to be far more serious than it is today. 
Where is Joe going? Not to mention back then, they only had about four point, about 5 million people lived in California, maybe in the total 20s or 30s, wherever it is. The, where I'm going is, it seems to me, uh, it, it seems to me it's complete folly to tie climate change into this. If not complete folly, I'll take the word complete out. It's folly to tie climate change to this. A, the climate's always changed, and B, 40 million people live in Los Angeles. 40, I'm sorry, California. 40 million people have altered much of the state's topography and woodlands and ecology. And yet, the weather they're experiencing is the same weather that 5 million people experienced 120 years ago. I'm glad you circled back to this. Because I wanted to somehow back us up to the very beginning of this discussion when you said that the writers, reporters, and journalists that write about this are doing so because they're told. I believe it's their agenda. I think I'm starting to disagree with that, although I've, I've believed that for years. I think I'm starting to disbelieve that because I think now that climate change is just assumed the same way it's assumed the sun is coming up in the east tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think that they don't even question climate change anymore. It's just a simple, true fact. Oh, and that it's caught and that it's absolutely one hundred percent the fault of man. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. That there we are not a curious country. We're not a challenging country. We're not we don't challenge Facts. I think that leads me to another observation about this. I think part of what drives this rote belief in climate change is that we've become so spoiled over the years, so fattened with prosperity and, and so lucky in our birthrights and so blessed with natural resources that we, we have come to expect that nothing can go wrong. We can't experience any inconveniences in our life. Well, you know, what the hell? A, a three-day rain in L.A. is one hell of an inconvenience. Mm. And I think, the, I think the, the natural tendency must be to, to have something or someone to blame. Right. And in this case, what we're going to blame is us. We're, we're going to blame humans. our we're going to blame ourselves for natural disasters. And then yep. the, these same people, they come up with these preposterous ideas that we can turn nature completely around by driving electric cars. Never Didn't, mind what the mining for the minerals does to the environment. Never, never mind the toll that takes on humans in less fortunate countries mining for this material. We've, we, if we changed our light bulbs... And we drove electric cars and we hung our wash outside on the clothesline. We could prevent what's happening right now. You've heard it. You've heard Amy Klobuchar say, which is where I lost her about two years ago. We parted ways ideologically. Not that I was ever in her camp totally ideologically, but I, I admired Amy Klobuchar and thought she was doing a rational human job for Minnesota. But when she said, that if unless you vote Democrat, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something to the effect that unless you vote Democrat, there will be more hurricanes. Well, okay. Uh, okay, Amy, we're done. We're done. Didn't our climate czar, our great grand poobah John Kerry, say something about us stopping 
yes, if we'd only spend billions of dollars to get out ahead of it, we could prevent this. So <laughs> and that was a think, clip we've played yeah. a million times. And I think it was show. in reference to a hurricane. Yes, it was. And it was the same. <laughs> I think it was that same period where where Amy uh, revealed herself to be not trustworthy. What kind of voodoo are we going to use to stop her again? And now you see uh, Kerry has resigned as climate czar. Yeah. I, I Is his work done? I, I think so. I think he saved us. Uh, okay. He's no longer fighting? He's not fighting any. He's not fighting the climate uh, wars anymore. I don't know what he's off. So that means the jet has been parked. He sold the jet. Uh, <laughs> excuse yeah, me. He and he's moved to his uh, oceanfront place, I guess, in Nantucket, despite the, the rising ocean. With Teresa? <laughs> so there you have it. I uh, I know I could have spent the morning... Oh, worried about taxation in the city council. <laughs> but I just, I just, I'm fascinated by the history of this. I, I'm fascinated by that we can still find this information. And I, I predict, uh, unfortunately, I, I predict that this kind of information will not be available to us forever. As far as Minnesota having no snow on the ground, I know people are worried about it. But we've discussed previously the non-winter of 1877-1888 when the uh, we set record uh, average high temperatures for the winter. I think this past January might have eclipsed, a month ago we might have eclipsed the January record for 1878. But the fact remains is that there was a non-winter. When you look at their records and you realize that today... It was 51 degrees in 1925. I don't have the complete knowledge of 1925, but if it was 51 degrees on this day in 1955, does it not necessarily follow there probably wasn't much snow on the ground? Because doesn't snow on the ground keep the temperatures cooler? Yes. Yeah. We should check our own weather in the 70s. I was grousing to my dad a couple of days ago who He's so afraid of winter that he lives in Hawaii. In the yeah, 70s and 70s winter. were terribly cold, as I recall. He claims that there was one winter where most of the snowmobile races were canceled. Because of cold? Uh, no, because of warm temperatures oh. and lack of snow. And this was when they were running snowmobile races on snow as opposed to ice like they mm-hmm. are now. I just remember the 70s is terribly, terribly yeah, So do I. Just Me too. horrible, yeah. horrific with record snowfalls, but he claims differently. And we don't know. Next year we could get walloped. This year we could still get walloped in March and April. I, I have no idea, but the point is that history sets the table for us. Now, people are going to say, well, isn't weather a bit dull to be devoting such a world-famous podcast to? Uh, <laughs> I've heard that. No, it it, well. it means everything right now. It means it means an understanding of the direction the country's headed, and you have your news brought to you by people. I think Kenny's right. Who just it's not even a given anymore. It's just an accepted fact that the current weather in California is the result of climate change. No, it's not. It's the result of the Pineapple Express, which was named many years ago, many years ago. And uh, if you're a new GLer and you've just recently joined us and you 
or wondering about the last 20 minutes, I'd like to remind you we have ice outs coming out in April, <laughs> followed by uh, Joe's lilac bushes budding in May. And it, let me tell you something. It's a nail biter. Every boy, single day is a really nail biter. Is. Well, Mr. Smart Boy, let me tell you something. <laughs> you've got you've got ice outs coming as soon as March, okay? We got one in March. Remember that famous Minnetonka one from the 1800s well, or something? Uh, we could be breaking those records this year. We might see them in February. Uh, I bet not, but it's always a possibility. Say that, don't forget, we're at the golf show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Friday, Friday at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We'll be there noon to 1.30. That's where I buy all my stuff. I get gloves. And mm-hmm. and I trust that I'll be able to leave my house because my garage door works. Yeah. And in the event it never does, I'm calling my new garage door guy with the entire family, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin. They uh, They do everything, rollers, springs, the the opener, the home link, anything that's troubling you about your garage, they take care of up to and including brand new garage doors. They're looking for help, too. It's a growing company. They're doing very well, and they need garage door technicians. They need the garage door installers. They need warehouse inventory people. They pay well. They have great benefits. They're an equal opportunity employer. The best thing is there's no extra charge for weekend calls. They're noted for having what they need in the truck. They're not running back to the shop. Hey, Ray, grab me a wrench. Yeah, they got that stuff. And they keep you informed, too. They'll text you when they're a mile out or an hour out or a half hour out. They'll keep you informed. They get it done. They get it done correctly. They get it done once. It's precisiondoormn.com. Or put this telephone number in your contacts for a precision door. 612 612- Two six three six nine eight five. Precision. I really do worry that uh, there'll be a clamp down on these sense winds because they really hurt the agenda. Um, well, that's an interesting censorship topic. And you could combine that with uh, COVID with the causes of COVID and the effects of the vaccination, um, I think we're seeing more and more censorship on a lot of different topics. And I think the censorship is coming from the left, from what I've been reading. I, uh, I, uh, my, my experience with the vaccine tells me I don't want another one. I hope I don't have a long-term <clears throat> Well, I hope I don't go Mitch McConnell on the the discussion. I I think uh, from my my point, the discussion isn't whether or not the vaccination is good or bad. It's the suppressing of the information surrounding it. If somebody 
says it's bad and they're trying to tell you why and then that information is pulled from the internet or it's pulled from Google search engines or the case I read recently, where was it? I think it was just today. Amazon was encouraged to not publish information. Where the hell did I see that? Uh, I hope it wasn't on Facebook because then I don't believe it. And that's another thing. There's so many differing views out there on social um, media that who are we to believe, especially when they're feeding our algorithms. But that would indicate there's not much censorship if all those differing views yeah, are out there. Just, you know what it comes down to is trust. And, and I think the way to go is just don't trust anything. <laughs> and if I had any balls at all, I'd be off all of social media. All what of about trusting your doctor? I'm not sure I do. I do my my um, heart guy, my cardiologist. Yeah, but he's not a vaccine guy. And I just picked up a brand new doctor in Alexandria. They got him and, up there? And <laughs> I was surprised. I picked the oldest guy in the staff, and I was very disappointed to learn that he's my age. I was really hoping for somebody <laughs> way older. Like Doc Baker or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, turns out he's my age. Uh, but he said some things that led me to believe that, that he's trustworthy. Who, who was the doc who, in Anoka that took a buck? His He only charged a dollar. Remember the guy told us the story? You know, it was like Doc Benson or Doc Baker or somebody. I'm not recalling yeah. I trust both my doctors. All right. Implicitly. Um, he wanted me to do that sleep study. I, I shut that down that, after I started. A, you know what? That's a no. That's a no. Yeah. I, I initially agreed, and then I started thinking about it, and I started looking at the bills that were rolling in, and yeah, I'm not, no, not doing that. Uh, yeah. I did one when my cardiologist wanted me to. Yeah, it, it was my yeah, cardiologist. Could you that, fall asleep? Oh, yeah. See, uh, I would, I, that's my fear. I wouldn't fall I, asleep. I had to go to a different building, though. Kenny said his would have been at home. Mine was, yeah, I had to go yeah. to a building and sleep there. That's and they wake happened. you up in the middle of the night they, over the loudspeaker you hear, John? John, are you awake? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That would drive me crazy. Oh, oh my God. I was able to go back to sleep. It was no. I'd rather not sleep. Well, wait a minute. They wake you up? When yeah, they woke me up. Why would you wake up, up during a sleep right. study? I think I've they woke me up twice. Uh, fluorescent lights and oh. the fake ceiling. And no, it's, it was oh, just a normal. Hard, over the cuckoo's nest. Hard was, tile uh, floors from the 50s. Like, Your pajamas like are on giant, backwards or inside out. Stainless steel counters. Yeah. And it was right. like a whole giant deal. hospital room. That's all it was with a bed. And I just fell asleep. And, you know, they called me and said, hey, you awake? And I don't they have to test your response or something. That's why they wake you up. Let's you go, go because here. you can't sleep? No, I went because the uh, cardiologist, my wife made the mistake of telling my cardiologist that, yeah, John sometimes snores a lot and it seems like he stops and then he stops breathing. That's which, apnea. Yeah, and that can kill you, obviously. And, uh, I don't have and that anymore. The cardiologist had me uh, go for that, and there was no problem. So she said, the woman, of course, said, me and Royce, he got a quick kick out of this because they told him the same thing. Well, you're kind of right on the borderline, so you know, we could sell you a CPAP machine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. She said, but you don't need one. All right. Well, are we Are we going to do this? Yeah, yeah. Who's got something? Uh, do you want to do that now, Kenny? Sure. If you're ready, you can go ahead and do that now. Um, let me. If you're ready. You can Audacity. 
DK Mail. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Switch, there was a lake in my area. This has nothing to do with what I'm supposed to be talking to you about. There's a lake in my area that didn't, the middle didn't freeze up until December. Huh. Late December, Christmas. Okay. The middle is going to, it's going to thaw out here in the next week or so. Good. It's going to be a record. Yeah. I'll note it, it on my ice outs. I'll, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to drive by there today. Anyway, I, I wanted to talk to everybody about Liberty Saves and Maple Grove Lock and Save. Three constants there. Number one, there's always a sale. Number two, you always need to mention you're a GLer, and you'll always get a little something extra. This is for GLers only. Uh, 15% off all quick combination and key vaults, no matter what the other sales are. That's always in effect. And number three, the one I love, the the uh, the warranty. Liberty Safe's come with a five-year lock warranty with additional extended warranty options available, plus the safe bodies come with a transferable lifetime warranty. That means even if you sell or pass down your safe, it's still covered by the original warranty. Now, I want you to think about that when it comes to the secondary market. Say you're going to upgrade to a bigger Liberty Safe. You can put that in the ad that the warranty is good for the next owner. That really sets Liberty Safe apart from the rest of the, uh, the the safe competition. They'll replace your safe if it's damaged or if it needs to be repaired. Shipping costs to send your new sh- safe out, that's covered. Even installation costs are covered with Liberty Safe. Liberty will even pay to have your old safe removed if there's a problem so you don't have to deal with it. That's amazing service from Liberty Safes. And our guy, Rich, at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, I want you to stop in and talk to Rich. Do it anytime, Monday through Friday, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And, of course, always on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Let's stay in California because often, unfortunately, what happens in California finds its way here. I've been reading about students at a San Francisco Bay Area elementary school where officials hired a for-profit company called Woke Kindergarten to train the teachers. The students are struggling with some of the lowest math and reading scores in the state. This is in the San Francisco Chronicle. It's all over the uh, interwebs. The school spent a quarter of a million dollars in federal funds provided by a program meant to help boost test scores for some of the country's lowest performing schools, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. But after two years with woke kindergarten, student scores are worse. In a 4% drop in both areas in the last two years, less than 12% of the students at Glassbrook Elementary in Hayward, California, can read at their grade level and under 4% are proficient in math. That's virtually nobody. Hayward Unified School District Super Jason Ryman told the Chronicle that hiring woke kindergarten, which he said was supported by parents and teachers after it was approved by the board, was more about boosting attendance than test scores. Mm. He said attendance has gone up almost 20%. Well, isn't that faint praise? (laughs) We've got more kids not learning than we used to have. (laughs) (laughs) He said helping students feel safe and whole is part and parcel of academic achievement. Okay, I I get that it's more money than we would have liked to have spent. 
we are in favor of uh, 100% of abolishing systems of oppression. Well, here we go, <laughs> where they hold our students back. What I do believe is we should pick providers based on their work and how effective they are. Well, apparently you picked a provider that isn't effective. Woke Kindergarten describes itself as a website as supporting children, families, educators, and organizations in their commitment to abolitionist early education and pro-black and queer and trans liberation. Okay, but that has nothing to do with reading or learning math. Right. The organization also has woke words of the day like ceasefire, abolish, and woke wonderings about challenging the legitimacy of the Supreme Court and abolishing the police, abolishing money, and abolishing the military. So in other words, these kids are, they're being brainwashed. They're not learning anything. Right. They're being proselytized, but they can't read, see, Jane, run, and they can't add two and two because right. they're not being taught that. Another wondering asked, a woke wondering, if the United States defunded the Israeli military, how could this money be used to rebuild Palestine? Wow. What does this have elementary to do with kindergarten? Kids? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Our reading scores are low, a Glassbrook teacher who asked to remain anonymous told the Chronicle. The funds, 250 grand, uh, could have gotten us a reading interventionist. Ah. But students line up to enter their kid. No, it's a cut line. The teacher added of the woke kindergarten training, it slowly became very apparent if you were a dissenting voice that it's not what they wanted to hear, meaning that they must mean the program they hired. Tiger Craven-Neely, another teacher at the school, okay. told the Chronicle that woke kindergarten trainers told him he should focus on disrupting whiteness in the classroom. What? Yeah, well, see, again, is it any wonder the kids can't add or read? Right. So teach the black kids that white kids are evil. Right. Disrupt teach, whiteness. Teach the white kids that black kids are dumb and we need to and go then, easy on and them. And then Tiger Craven-Neely said, what does that mean, he said to the Chronicle. I just want to know, what does that mean for a third-grade classroom? Craven-Neely, who said he supports discussing racism in the classroom, said his request for clarifications got him temporarily banned from training sessions. He added that one of the trainers referred to the so-called United States in one of the sessions. <laughs> wow. So-called. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> An email to Woke Kindergarten received an automatic reply that the founder was recovering from surgery, to which I might add he could finally afford now that he sold this scam to the school in the Bay Area. Isn't that, uh, isn't that terrible? I was thinking the surgery might be to take his head out of his tiger. Uh, uh, well, that's yeah. that's how they've taken over, though. They start now at the kindergarten level. I, I, why aren't we in the preschool uh, level teaching these kids that can't even crap in a toilet that white people are evil well plus this is this is elementary so kindergarten first second third however whatever elementary through, through six goes maybe. up to yeah yeah 
How about teaching them the basics then? And then as they get older and get to high school, they can think for themselves and decide if any of those ideas are good or bad. But the, but that the, makes too much sense. But the yeah. disheartening part is, uh, it says the parents were in favor of hiring these people. The, the disheartening part is the teacher, the, the parents are idiots. Uh, they're not old enough to have escaped this. They, the parents themselves could be products of the failed academy, and they're buying this BS. Oh, without a doubt. The parents are the, the when they were kids, they got participation awards. There weren't any winners and losers. These so kids now those can't kids, read. Right? They yeah, can't those kids, read. They now have kids of their own, and their kids are even worse off than they were. Okay, I know it's a far-fetched and it's a stretch, but... Who's going to build a jet aircraft, a passenger plane, 15 years from now? Not those morons. Because well, these kids can't read. They can't add. Gonna, they can't do anything. Tell you who's going to do it. In this country, it's going to be the Chinese that are coming through into the country through the open border. <laughs> let's let's tie it all together, Joe. Well, That's what's happening. Because America is dumbing down and becoming more ignorant by the second. Well, and we're being inundated by Chinese men who are obviously going to be running the country in the next 20 years. You're you referring go. to a guy named uh, Brett Weinstein and his wife, Heather Weinstein. Well, her, her name is Heather something else. I don't know what it is. Heather Haying. Heather Hay. Yeah. <laughs> Haying. Hay. Like, yeah. And they were both professors at Evergreen College in uh, I think, Washington yeah. State. And I remember him coming up on the show. He's an evolutionary biologist, and he... He either quit Evergreen or was told to leave because he refused to participate. The guy was a liberal, for God's sakes. Yep. He refused to participate uh, in a campus-wide day when only black kids could attend class, something like that, right? Yep. Yep. And yep. He, he thought, well, this is ridiculous. Stupid, right? That's the point. Doesn't make sense. And he's not returned to teaching. He continues his credentials as an evolutionary biologist, but he has a podcast called Dark Horse. And it's often extremely interesting. And what Kenny's referring to is on one of his most recent podcasts, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. He tells the story of having gone to Panama with his son to do some work on bugs and stuff. He's a, he's a biologist. And he noticed uh, migrants marching to the U.S. And they had to go through an area that where the, there is no road. It's a jungle in Panama. But then, coincidentally, he also noted a parallel migration of uniformly Chinese males. Hmm. Only Chinese males. He said there might have been women and children, but I didn't see them. And they had buses, and they had a rectangular quarters to sleep in at night. And then the rectangular quarters apparently were dismantled, moved ahead to the next bus stop. And these clowns got out and slept there. They get to about 60 miles East of, uh, of uh, San Diego and they're walking through an open fence. Wow. Hmm. Now he created hypotheses for that. He's not a guy that engages in hyperbole, <laughs> but one of his hypotheses was, well, and I, I guess I'm I'm saying this, how I took one of his hypotheses was, well, th this is a military invasion. He's referring to it as a Trojan invasion. Yeah. 
Um, and you do have to know the story of the Trojan horse to understand that. Basically, people sneaking in right under our nose to well, dump the, way the, down. The, the Trojan horse are the Chinese, while yeah. while we're concentrating on poor mothers clutching their children in a riverbed in uh, at Texas border. Mm. Right, and right. Here come the Chinese down the line, and we don't know why. Uh, he said they appeared. They did not appear to be poorly fed they they appeared to be fit uh, compared to the other travelers that were they were going through the what's called the darien gap which right. is a place where the road ends highway one ends in panama because of jungle and so they were coming out of this jungle and the chinese men were looking uh, far more fit and fiddle than the rest of the people that were traveling through there yeah the highway is i guess you can start in what anchorage or barrow alaska and you can take a highway all the way to del fuego or whatever that's southern <laughs> the tip of south tip america, of south america. but there's a 60 mile portion where there yep. is no road yep it's, it's a jungle. jungle and he predicted by the way as an aside that'll probably get ruined at some point I guess it's a hell of a, I guess it's a hell of a legitimate jungle. Uh, well, anyway, where were we? Um, but where anyway, we? that yeah. that, that what that does Hayward, California. Yes. What that does is tie everything in and answer. You know, it might be a broad stroke brush here answer, but that answers your question. Um, we won't be doomed in 10, 15, 20 years because. The country's going to be run by somebody else, and they're currently coming in through our borders. You know I love these dark helicopter topics. I love this sort of stuff. It's Unfortunately, they're getting me. less dark. Yeah, yeah. It's things we used to think were crazy aren't so much anymore. There's something going on out there. There's something going on. And nobody's answering. Nobody's giving us answers. Just a lot of hypotheses. And I want to return to Hayward before we go to Johnny, Hayward, California. As a parent, I would not want my child to go to a school where we're trying to abolish money and the law. Okay. But, I love, but they have I love, parents who do, apparently. I love that topic. What is the average lower middle class or even lower class parent to do with their kids when both parents working a couple of jobs, you're all, you already can't afford daycare and you can't afford health insurance. What are you supposed to do? You got to shuffle your kid off to public school. You don't have a choice. But a public you can't school, sit at home. A public school that uh, uh, got permission from the school board with the backing of parents to hire for two hundred and fifty grand a program created by woke kindergarten, in which the kids are miserably failing the basics of math and reading, but they're learning to disrupt whiteness. They're learning that it's the so-called United States. See, it's the oppressed and the oppressors. And gaslighting a little slowly. We're going to turn up the heat yep. a little bit. Absolutely. I would love to hear Coffee's um, answer to your question. I'd love to hear what she would have to say about it. She probably would say that some of that's already happening here. Mm -hmm. Let's take a time out, but I want to tell you, well, I'm not going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you later. Go ahead. Take a time. Yeah, out. for sure. Let's do that. I'll, let me tell you about something. You talk about educating students, Minnesota Masonic Charities 
uh, is for that. They want students to learn, but they also want to recognize students that are very special. And they do that through the Minnesota Masonic Charities Scholarship Program. As one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota, Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to support the young people of Minnesota. Last year, they launched a brand new scholarship program that's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's called the Selfless Scholar. The scholarship program works this way. Instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves and recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. And there's hundreds of stories out there. And plus, the uh, deadline is February 29th of this year. So if you go to their website, uh, I'll give that to you in a minute. Uh, I, got, I just got to tell you, they're very proud of this program, and they want GLers to nominate. Talk to the kids. The other cool thing about the scholarship, 15 of the $5,000 scholarships are split between the nominator and the nominee. What a great concept. So check it all out. Go to mnmasoniccharities.org. Click on scholarships, mnmasoniccharities.org. I almost did renewal there. Oh, I know. I saw that in your... <laughs> I caught myself. I saw that in your eyes. Uh, let's go 41 on Masonic. Super Let's see what the old Marga's doing. It's 49. We're two degrees away from tying the record. Is it? Forty-one. John, please remember North American Bank. He's not there. Oh. How about that old Lutzen Lodge burning down, huh? Yeah, that's just terrible. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. They hate snowmobile riders. They just like the skiers? Hate snowmobiles. Hate them. John's back. Uh, John, John, uh, you got Lutzen in your news, I trust. I do, yes. Yeah. Yep. North American, Johnny Cake. North American, do I break, uh, Rook? Um, no? Let me see what we have left. Joe's got to do a golf show promo. I did, did, did I? I did. Already. Did you already do well, that? I said yeah. it before the procedure yeah, garage door. Right away. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, thank hey, you. Hey, um, <clears throat> whatever happened to sports, professional sports, in Las Vegas and the whole state of uh, Nevada, not mixing? Uh, it's an it's an interesting development that shows you how far the NFL and Major League Baseball are willing to go and the NHL to embrace gambling. Johnny, don't break. Don't break. Quite the quite the sea change. And let's give me an update on Pete Rose. Where where's MLB at with Pete Rose? That's a great uh, point because I think Pete should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a tough question. Probably the day after he, he never dies. Bet, he never bet against his own team, did he? He bet on his own team, I yes. mean, he bet on his own team. Yes, yeah. Isn't that a point in his favor? It's a point against him. If you bet on your own team, wouldn't that influence the way you But isn't he players? betting on his own team to win? Um, I don't know, but what difference would that make? Because then you, you, the whole point well, is not not to have players get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. If you're, cause he was the manager at the time. Right. 
so, if he's betting on his team to win. Well, let's say you got me pitching and I'm 150 pitches in, but he thinks the best thing to win is to keep me in. Okay, I screw, get it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it wasn't while he was playing. No. Well, he probably yeah, was when he was playing too, but but uh, the one they uh, got rid of him for was when he was managing. Well, anyway, I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Tough to argue with those uh, numbers and the way he played ball, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe, you you and I both were yeah, watching like when he played. Yeah, he was an amazing ball player. Have you guys ever had the pleasure of sitting in a sports book when a big game is about to conclude that uh, didn't go quite the way that <laughs> certain gamblers wanted it to go? Nope, I have not. I'm surprised people haven't just blown their heads off right there in the sports book. There's so much ang- there's so much theater. Pure joy to just absolute. Uh, what would be the word? Not devastation. Um, just disappointment. Grief. What's the line on the Super Bowl? Hmm. I don't know. Two and a half. Line. Oops. I just think playing the Super Bowl in Vegas gives it a really decadent feeling. Gonna be festive there, baby. Well, Not decadent, funny. maybe hedonistic. That's a perfect word. And have you, I've been to actually, the, that was a big deal with Bob going to Vegas or Reno during for the Super Bowl. And those towns are already full. Two I can't and a half. Imagine. I was right. It's San two Francisco. And two and a half. I can't hour. imagine how Vegas is right now. Yeah. Way more full than F1 or anything else. This might, they might set records in Vegas. And the uh, Vegas Golden Knights play tonight in hockey. I'll bet you those shitty downtown casinos are sold out, too. Edmonton at Vegas tonight in Vegas. Okay. When do the Wolves get back at it? Tonight in Chicago. Oh, good. What about the Wild making their comeback? Tomorrow night at Chicago. What? So the Wolves are at Chicago tonight, and the Wild are at Chicago tomorrow. Oh, that's the same building, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. All right. Uh, nobody needs to do anything. Well, then we're waiting. Go to Johnny Height. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. It's not entirely true, but. Trouble moving up my street. Oh. Suspicion moved in next door. <laughs> Suspicion moved in next door. <laughs> moving on my street, baby. Oh, Here's John Height. Was that PK? Yes, yeah. sir. PK with a very strong Robert Johnson influence. You know, I got a lot. You're right, yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, I, I you, This has nothing to do with what you're talking about, Joe, but uh, from reading and watching uh, movies, whenever yeah. anybody talks about L.A., I'm completely lost and go back in my mind to you know Raymond Chandler and Ross McDonald, Dash Hammett, Chinatown. That's yeah. all I. That's all I can see in my mind when you talk. Yeah, but those are those are good images. That's a good yeah. image to have of L.A. Prior history in my mind just kind of wanders that way. <laughs> in news, oh yeah, by the way, this news brought to you by North American Banking Company. 
And Chandler, Chandler, some of the Chandler yeah. stories were set uh, or during the book in the book. Heavy, heavy rains were encountered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Seventy people have now been charged in the sprawling Feed Our Future fraud case after federal prosecutors unsealed two new indictments yesterday. Court documents name nine more defendants who were accused of taking part in the scheme that siphoned hundreds of millions in federal child nutrition program funds while conspirators falsely purported to be serving thousands of meals to school children every day. In one of the new indictments, two defendants, Saeed Ereg and Najmo Ahmed, are accused of falsely claiming to have served more than 3,000 meals a day at the Evergreen Grocery and Deli, a Minneapolis corner store. <laughs> 3,000 a day. 3,000 a day. <laughs> From a April 2020 through April 2021. So way, for get a, a way, to, way to ride herd on that, you crack walls team. <laughs> Let's they, just cut to the chase. They're all guilty. Right. Whoever was involved in it is guilty. <laughs> they submitted reimbursement documentation for more than 1.4 million meals over that time and received 4.2 million in payments through their sponsor, Feeding Our Future. Unbelievable. Oh, oh my God. Allegedly sent $100,000 in kickbacks to Feeding Our Future as part of the scheme. Eric and Ahmad are charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering. Now, a separate indictment that we found out about yesterday lists seven defendants and alleges that one woman, Ikram Youssef Mohammed, recruited her family members to open meal sites and a phony food distribution company under oh, the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future. And they all combined to receive millions of dollars in federal funds. The defendants named in the second indictment face charges of wire fraud, federal program bribery, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit all of those crimes. Uh, so far, 17 of the 70 people charged in connection with the Feeding Our Future case have pleaded guilty to their crimes. That was your people, Walsey. Ruck paint test. Who was the retired education commissioner? How do we take him to How do we take him to court? How do we make him pay, Joe? Let's take him to court. If Royce can convict the governor of Florida for poor service at a Chick-fil-A, yeah. we <laughs> ought to be able to get uh, Walls into jail over this. Well, it was his education commissioner, ostensibly, who was overseeing this. Uh, and His uh, personal pick? Yeah, and then she conveniently enough retired. We never heard a peep from her. Is he the same ding-dong that picked the weed uh, commissioner that yes. lasted a yes. half a day? Yes. Yeah. How come people Look, aren't starting to see her name a... written on the wall here? It was over here on a post-it. Oh, yeah. How come uh, people aren't seeing a pattern developing here? What, what's what's wrong with the voters of Minnesota? Boy, I'm losing heart. <laughs> Is there a, a term limit for governors? I was wondering that the other day. For instance, could he run forever if he wanted to? Because he'd win, obviously. I don't think so. I don't think I don't there think is so. either. Not sure. Jesus, well, John, that's a frightening Oh, is that well, real? I, it just occurred to me. I thought, well, he's never going to get beat if he runs. So Heather Mueller. Heather Mueller Thank was uh, Walsey's hand-picked chick. Uh, um, I'm going to look oh. that up for you, John. Okay. Officials with the historic Lutzen Lodge along Minnesota's North Shore say the lodge building was destroyed by an overnight fire. According to a social media post made early this morning, the historic Lutzen Lodge, located right off Highway 61 and Voyager Highway, taken by a fire and is a complete loss. 
according to the Cook County Sheriff's Office, a fire alarm notification for Lutzen Resort came into dispatch at just before 1230 this morning. Resort staff reported seeing smoke coming from the lobby floor. There were no guests on site at the time. Authorities had and nobody was injured. I wonder why there were no guests. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, well, no they snow. Have snow. Oh, they got Some. snow on the ski slopes. There's no guess. What the hell? Hmm. There is snow up there, but not very much. Well, you can ski with the, with with the, with 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 what they got. <laughs> hell, they're gonna have the lop at uh, lop at it worth. about the bird. When I'm done, do I have to send it back to our host, Porky Pig, or what's going on here? It appears you're right, John. There's no term. There's no term. I mean, he serves terms, but he can keep going forever if he wants. No limit. Minneapolis police say they're investigating a shooting that left a man dead on the city's north side. Multiple squads called to the Handy Stop convenience store in the 2600 block of Broadway Avenue West this morning, about 1220, on the report of a shooting. Officers at the scene found a 23-year-old man in the alley behind the gas station with a life-threatening gunshot wound, and he died at the scene. An initial investigation shows the shooting happened after a fight started and then escalated. There have been no arrests at this point. Star Tribune reporting running air conditioning on a hot afternoon or even starting the dishwasher after dinner might soon cost a bit more as Excel Energy customers would have to pay. Excel has asked state utility regulators to let it switch Minnesota electric customers to variable rates, which on summer weekdays would be seven times more expensive from 3 to 8 p.m. than between midnight <laughs> and 6 a.m., nearly twice as expensive all other hours. If if approved, that plan would be a change from the flat rates currently used by the Minneapolis-based power company. The potential shift, first reported by Energy News Network, is meant to ease pressure on the electric grid when demand is highest, help the utility better use wind power generated at night, and Uh give customers more control over their power bill. Excel is already transitioning to what is known as time-of-use rates in Colorado. The company says a test run in the Twin Cities showed promising results the average customer from this saved a small amount of money what about when you plug in your car at night isn't that the, when the state's gonna to, pay for that yeah that's now what we're supposed to write that did, one off did i just hear you say one of the reasons they're giving is to give customers more control over their bill and they're doing that by raising rates and cutting your usage is that what I just, they're trying to sell this uh, off as beneficial to the customers? I think they mean if you washed your dishes after midnight, Kenny says, and you're taking control of your power I'm gonna, bill. I'm going to get up at midnight and run. Uh, abs- sure. Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. There you go. <laughs> well, how do, so just because ga- natural gas, I understand natural gas prices are blown away because you get your gas bill and it's doubled. But electric? Isn't yeah. that still the same? No, it, no, because they want us to switch to wind and solar. In order to do that, they have to cut usage because wind and solar is not providing enough. As careful as I am, I always lose on the shaming letter they send out every month. This, oh, with the neighbors? Yeah. yeah. This is the result of who Minnesotans vote for, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. And you're getting screwed, and you voted for it. I didn't. I, I haven't had my natural gas go up, Brooke. No, actually, natural gas. 
Um, we got to be, gas. To be totally honest, natural gas has dropped. The price of natural gas has dropped. So you should see your bill going down. <laughs> yes, compared to last year, it, it has. Yeah. Uh, it because has gone down a lot. There's a surplus of natural gas this year um, due to a lot of mitigating Factors. Just keep the old thermostats at 39 degrees. There's one neighbor. <laughs> there's one neighbor in my area that's skewing John. is skewing the shaming letter. Oh, really? Because there's no electricity being used at that no. house. What are what is it? I uh you think he, you think he's plugged into the neighbor? Candles and kerosene, so to speak. What, what's, what's he doing? <laughs> it's just uh the people there are uh, living a very uh modest life in their demand for electricity. Are they to broke? The, to the point where uh the guy who used to live there who was who preceded them in this lifestyle told me his entered his XL bill was fifty six dollars. Shut Ooh, the front wow. door. Wow. Oh, holy Hannah. Wow. Criminy. Metro Transit leadership yesterday wow. gave an annual update to Jiminy its- Cricket. Yeah, holy <laughs> shnikes, Grandma. Safety <laughs> and security. And what, John, wait, but that's that's screwing me. I get the penalty box every month. Right, right. Because well, he's as not- careful as I am, I'm not. You've got- well, you know, then you got this would- guy across the way there. He's not having any lights on. I would love. To just be a fly in the wall with suits just stomping around the house, turning lights <laughs> off, complaining. Do. Yeah. Does that thing need to be plugged in? Holy yes. Yeah. Boy, do I hear about it, too. Just Why did you scr- turn off that light? I'm not done in that room. Right. Screaming at his little three-year-old granddaughter, yeah. giving her the business. Yeah. Stop watching Barbie. <laughs> the Metro Transit press briefing <clears throat> fell on the heels of a shooting on a light rail train on Saturday. A 27-year-old man told officers he was robbed before the shooting and was hospitalized. Uh, Yesterday, asked during the press briefings, Metro Transit Police Chief Ernest Morales III, uh, trying to, I guess, put a positive spin on it, uh, reported overall crime was up 25% last year, but, quote, said, I want to remind everybody we're recovering and coming out of COVID, so ridership is up as well. The echo of that gunfire was still in the air when he said this. Yeah. <laughs> They're like royalty. Plus, when you got a guy with the third after his name, yeah. Yeah. you should have better yeah. security. Yeah, yeah, I really think so. (laughs) Ridership up 15% year over year, according to Metro Transit's general manager. Given the update, the Metro Transit officials said they've put increasing police and security presence on trains and buses at the top of its lists of action items in the ongoing plan. I loved it when the royalty took their train ride surrounded by the security agents. You couldn't even see them. They were they were they were huddled around the the royalty and then they said, "We thought it was great." <laughs> In national and international headlines, a federal appeals court panel ruled today that Donald Trump can face trial on charges that he plotted to overturn the results of the 2020 election. That rejects the former president's claims he is immune from prosecution. The decision marks the second time in as many months that judges have spurned Trump's immunity arguments and held that he can be prosecuted for actions undertaken while in the White House and in the run-up to January 6th, 2021. The Supreme Court uh, could take up this case, but they do not have to. It is expected to be appealed, obviously. The Supreme Court, meanwhile, also set to hear oral arguments in two days, Thursday, in Trump's appeal of that Colorado Supreme Court ruling that bars him from being on the presidential ballot in that state this year because of his role in trying to undo his loss in 2020. 
Facing a torrent of criticism from conservatives, Senate Republicans on Monday resisted advancing on a bipartisan proposal intended to clamp down on illegal border crossings, signaling a likely defeat in Congress that would leave leaders with no clear path to approve wartime aid for Ukraine and Israel. In a dramatic turnaround, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell recommended to GOP senators in a closed-door meeting they vote against the first procedural vote according to two people familiar with it. Uh, that was kind of weird because just hours before, in fact, about three hours before, McConnell had urged colleagues on the Senate floor that it, quote, is now time for Congress to take this action. But McConnell has struggled to marshal his conference to support the package. Conservative Senator James Langford, one of the writers of the bill, pushed back on criticism of it, saying comments from colleagues and some comments on social media were wrong about what was actually contained. In the bill, the concluding so, paragraph of today's editorial in the Wall Street Journal, which favors passing the bill, reads: If Republicans reject this bill, they will hand Democrats an argument that the GOP wants border chaos that they can exploit as a campaign issue. The chaos will continue for at least another year. Republicans may think they can write a better law. If Mr. Trump wins in November, but don't count on it, Democrats will again demand much more in return. If Republicans pass up this rare chance at border reform, they may not get a better one. But then the other side of the coin there is, and what I read today is the reason they shot it down is it because it would have given the perception that they agreed to the Democratic demands, and this is actually a Democratic bill, and it will prove the Republic. It will show the Republicans as being weak. But if okay, Langford was one of the main authors of it, a conservative yeah. Republican. So I I don't know yeah. how how it can be seen as a Democratic bill. Yeah, that, well, and, and I'm not saying it should be passed or not. I'm just saying I don't know. Some, that I mean, that something applies. we did used to work. Whatever yeah. we do now. Right. doesn't work. The real question here, are we being served, we as a people, as a voting public? And no, the, no, the answer, no, obviously, no. no. They're playing no. games for their own power slots. Yeah. Yeah. If this is indeed, and I'm not saying it is, I, I, would, I haven't read the whole thing and I don't understand the whole thing fully yet, but if it is indeed a compromise bill in the old days, it, you wouldn't immediately heard both sides saying this and that, let's go. It was just all politics yesterday with it instead of, you know. John, yeah, don't you know so. by now you got to read the bill to find out what's in it? Well, yeah, none of them are reading idea. it. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, that uh, storm you talked about already, Joe, uh, dr uh, dumping a record amount of rain over parts of Los Angeles, sent mud and boulders down hillsides, about 710,000 people statewide without power on Monday evening. Uh, virtually all of Southern California under flash flood advisories and watches. That includes the Los Angeles area. The L.A. Fire Department said 1,000 firefighters were contending with 49 debris flows. That's a weird way to put it, isn't it? debris flows. Yeah. 130 reports of flooding, half a dozen structure fires, and several rescues of motorists stranded in vehicles. Uh, while all that's happening in California, in Chile, at least 123 people have been killed in wildfires that have devastated that a country in the last several days hundreds more remain missing officials right now say they're only beginning to fully comprehend the extent of the damage another 10 victims added yesterday to the death toll while 370 people are still missing in the city of Viña del mar 
Bob Beckwith, a retired firefighter from Long Island. You remember this picture? Aided yes. in the search for survivors after the terrorist attacks of September 11th and who was catapulted to fame after a picture shows him with President Bush standing on the rubble-strewn remains of a fire truck. Uh, he died Sunday in Rockville Center, New York. 91 years old, died in hospice care after being treated for cancer. After the attacks, Beckwith had put on his old leather helmet. He was retired and his uniform and joined a brigade to clear debris at Ground Zero. When the president visited the site on September 14th, Beckwith climbed atop the destroyed fire truck to get a better view. He was asked by Carl Rowe, the deputy White House chief of staff and Secret Service agents, to come down. He did, uh, but then uh, the president asked him to come back up. Beckwith handed the president a bullhorn. Some of the workers complained they couldn't hear him. Bush shouted, I can hear you, and the rest of the world hears you. By the time Beckwith returned home to Baldwin, New York, later that day, he was a neighborhood hero. After that picture of the moment appeared on the front page of the Daily News and another one on Time Magazine a few days later, he had been transformed from a firefighter living a quiet, retired life into the stoic representative of New York City's resilience and America's fortitude. God forbid that happens again. If it did, uh, Biden would not be able to climb up atop that heap. That would that wouldn't work. He no, can't, uh, he can't move well that would, enough. That would not work. Musician's death, Toby Keith, hit country crafter of pro-American anthems who both riled up critics and was loved by fans, has died. He was 62 years old. Uh, he, it was announced in 2022 that he had cancer. He did continue performing. The six-foot-four singer broke out in the country boom years of the 1990s. Over his career, he publicly clashed with other celebrities and journalists and often pushed back against record executives who wanted to smooth his edges. His sometimes duet partner, Willie Nelson, and he disagreed about politics, but Keith said it was never a problem. They knew each other's views and understood where the other's views came from. He did end up in well-publicized feuds with Steve Earle and the Dixie Chicks. Keith worked as a roughneck in the oil fields of Oklahoma as a young man, then played semi-pro football before he launched his career as a singer. John, was he a monster? Uh, I was never a huge fan. There's a couple songs by him I like a lot, but right. I mean, he was just a... I like his music. Is he Red Solo Cup guy? Yes, that's uh, Red yes. Solo Cup guy. Yeah. That's the only yeah. song I know. Yeah. You are the Abbot to my Costello. That's yeah. what he said about the Yellow Cup. I, I didn't even know he had cancer. Um, that was really just, disturbing. Just bouncing yeah. back to uh, President Biden, Chris Christie was on Good Morning America today and I don't think he line. can get on top of the heap either. Yeah, probably not. Or up the driveway hill. <laughs> right. um, he said uh, Biden has passed his sell-by date. Yeah. <laughs> his sell-by date. <laughs> <laughs> I do think his handlers have him on a uh, real tight schedule, a very oh, yeah. short leash mm -hmm. uh, in oh. which he's allowed and Christie to. said he will not vote for Trump, even if it's on the ballot. Right. How interesting would a debate between Biden and Trump be. Well, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, to I shouldn't laugh. Off. I shouldn't no. laugh because it's not funny, really. Well, but aren't we facing that prospect? Well, but they neither one will debate, will they? I, well, I don't know. Do you, on the ballot. do you think when he goes down for his morning nap or his afternoon nap or his evening nap, uh, do you suppose he puts on the jammies and gets under the covers, or does he just lay on the on top of the oh. covers? Or He's jammies. I see him as an undercover guy. Yeah, yeah, he's hopping in the bed. Yeah, he's getting under the covers. Uh, curtains drawn. Yep, and it's yep. it's a long sleeved pajamas. Yeah, and yeah. full length so pajamas. Got, does and then, pajamas have feet in them? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You can do, you can do that. 
when he wakes up, there's just drool everywhere. Yeah, you right? gotta get a new pillowcase. I'm also seeing the Ebenezer Scrooge nightcap. Yes, yeah, exactly. John, got, what else you got? Uh, do you guys know what a sideshow is with cars? Um, uh, I just learned about the sideshow this morning. I guess you, you, you too, huh? Yeah, I'm willing yeah. to learn. Yeah, well, it's where you know the cards get together and show off, right. and you, you know what I mean. And, yeah. and unfortunately, they've become violent in recent years. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> days after over eighty vehicles were towed during a sideshow in Stockton, California, the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office said no one will be getting their cards back anytime soon, and wow. they may never get them back. The sheriff, Patrick Withrow, said we're getting a tremendous amount of calls from people who want their cards back. To those people who are calling, I say. Stop calling. On February 3rd, around 2 in the morning, the sheriff's office broke up a large sideshow on County Club Boulevard and Pershing Avenue in Stockton. Deputies has reportedly closed the roads while they detained over 150 people and impounded 88 vehicles. The uh, sheriff says those vehicles will be held until their court cases have been settled. They won't be released anytime soon unless the DA settles your case. Therefore, they can't be used, he said, in any more public nuisance or sideshows. He added, the vehicles deemed to be a public nuisance face the possibility of being destroyed. Well, don't those uh, episodes uh, uh, devolve into a drifting and uh, spin yes. outs and, and then pedestrians get wiped out? And yeah, hanging just, outside of the car, shooting yeah, guns into out the of the air. car. And, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what the, uh, what the sheriff said, though? No. The quiet no, guy swinging a mess, yeah. swinging a mess there, Reavers. What's you the know? most important thing about timing? I don't, I don't know why the buttons weren't clicking. Yeah, yeah, anyway, John, timing. thank you. Timing, huh? Timing, 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 timing. Thank you. This is what's gonna happen. I know we're gonna take a break now. Man. Not calling <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't click. It's in pain. Matthew. What is the most important uh, part of telling timing? Me? timing. <laughs> All right, uh, let me tell you about Zero Res. It is the month of February, and that is the month of love. But I did talk about Joe and his carpet, but let's, let's not go there again. Uh, your carpet is extremely important. You, of course we know that. So why wouldn't you treat it with the love and respect that it actually deserves? You need to get down there. Check it out. If it smells, you need to clean it. If it's dirty, you need to clean it. You can't see the dirt and dander, but you need to clean it. It's one of the biggest investments in your home, but it's also a big filter. It traps all that nasty stuff in there. Well, you can get rid of it professionally this February by calling Zero Res. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Zero Res, 17,000 Google reviews, 4.9 rating. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and a free hallway. Forget the dirt and dander in your air ducts. Take 75 bucks off when you get your air duct zero res clean. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z -E -E or go online to zeroresminnesota.com. Let them know you want the rookie love special. Also, business owners, protect your employees and customers by getting your businesses zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate spelled forward or backward. It's spelled the same way, zero res. Zero res. I don't want to find. 
I wonder if Reavers is catching all this rain. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, we're going to be just chock-a-block with stories about how crime-riddled the area was and how he was afraid to leave the hotel and go out at night and hear gunshots and people that weren't white Scandinavian-looking and the whole deal. What side of the country is he on? He's on the crime side. Uh, according to Radar... Uh, O'Reilly? <laughs> no, Chris. Chris is here? Yeah, rain's going through there. <clears throat> What's he in, Cancun? I can't I don't even know. find it now. I don't know. Yeah, he went to Cancun. Cancun, Speaking partly of, cloudy uh, and 74 right now. Rain expected. Speaking of uh, him, I was... I've been thinking about doing something only he would endorse. Uh, there's a pair of skis that I need that are in uh, up upstate New York, 20-hour drive. Oh, yeah, he'd take the ride. Snowmobile skis? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go there for you and get those. They're very specific skis. that I, They're not made any other year, and it's just for this model. And if I want this resto to be correct, I could well, throw on call any the old. guy and buy them and have them mail them to you. I actually sent him a text this morning and I said, if the cost of shipping is under $200, we're going to do it because the skis themselves aren't going to cost more than 50. They're not, you well, know, shipping, of course, it'll be less than 200. Yeah. The shipping is based not so much on weight, but on box size. Uh, yeah, but those skis can't be that long. And I've got some other ding-dong from New York that says he'll drive them over here, but that's not till later this spring, and I'm not going to wait till May. I've got to get this thing put away in April. Oh, what's left, Rook? Uh, you have your um, Renewal by Anderson, and that's pretty much it. I just have a couple promos to read. So we'll come back here now. Well, let's go. All right. Let me get it ready. Cowboy. Cluck and Chuck. Uh. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I've been alerted to a job offering at the University of Minnesota. It was posted last month on January 17, and it closes today. Today's is today Feb 6? Yes, sir. Yes. So that means they, they probably have their their catch. Uh, Director of Equity and Inclusion, Human Services Manager 2. And you'd work Monday through Friday, and the salary range is eighty-two thousand to one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars annually. I'll take one eighteen. And uh, telework eligible? Yes. Does that mean work from home? Work from home. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the director of the Office for Equity and Inclusion will play a vital role in strategically planning, not just planning, strategically (laughs) Strategically planning planning for and obtaining legislative, stakeholder, and organizational support for advancement and implementation (laughs) of the equity and inclusion strategic priorities. This position aims to foster an environment that embraces and values diversity, eliminates systemic barriers, and ensures fair and equitable opportunities. The director is responsible for directing and managing the activities of the office by providing oversight and direction to four direct reports, two supervisors, a data analyst, and a policy a policy lead at a Royce Lake Gas yeah. attack there. The office which the director would lead conducts business to enhance understanding of equity and inclusion principles, develop comprehensive strategies, and implement programs that promote collective access, diversity, inclusivity, and equity in state policies, practices, and services. Through the collaboration with key stakeholders, executive team, directors, and staff of DHS, The role will be working directly with senior leadership in setting strategy for creating more equitable outcomes for DHS. The incumbent will be responsible for creating enterprise-wide outcomes. This has somebody owing a college 200 grand written all over it. Uh, I don't want to, it's seven pages. Hmm. It's all meaningless. And you, us taxpayers will have to pay this person 118 grand a year. Uh, Please ensure that your resume clearly describes your experience in the areas listed. What? what, There is no way to have experience in this. It's all, it's just made up nonsense. (laughs) Uh, Experience as a supervisor, lead worker, team lead, project lead. Uh, Five years of specialized professional experience administering DEI anti-racism with an organization at the policy level demonstrating the following. Broad knowledge of diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, anti-racism, and change management principles. Absolutely meaningless. Human relations skills, manage programs, staff, budgets, and processes. Experience with continuous improvement tools and methodologies to lead and or assist teams in continuously analyzing, improving, and monitoring processes over time. Understanding of theory and practices of equity and anti-racism analysis. Experience drafting policy and training others on analyzing policy through an equity lens. What a bunch of BI the hell. Of yeah. Forget Somebody, them. Somebody's gonna go get the 118 grand. You we need a spy or a mole to do this for us. And the problem is there's probably 10 of those people. This is just grade level two. Mm. You know, Renewal by Anderson brings us this day in Minnesota history. Oh, uh, this day is February. On 6th. this day, yeah. on this day, but renewal by Anderson, we're welcoming them. I'm glad they're with us. If you need windows or doors replaced, this is where you go. You got to go with the company you trust. They're the best in the business. They have a claim replacement windows with the claim. You don't just replace the windows. You upgrade your home in ways that improve your everyday life. Not to mention drafts that blow through the house. Mm. Anderson Engineering and Innovation is present in every component, providing acclaimed windows with their renowned beauty, durability, and performance. 
It's not just windows, it's patio doors, entry doors. Renewal by Anderson has the best products and the best service, and you can learn much more uh, at renewalbyanderson.com backslash garage logic or give them a call at 651 705 6931. And it's courtesy of Renewal by Anderson that we do only because they come to us and we have a clarification now. Uh, the uh, the traveling lineman's note on yesterday's podcast, there was a misunderstanding. We have not changed locations. Mm. We're still in Lake Las Vegas, which is Hend- which is in Henderson, Nevada. Okay. Still within walking distance to where both the Super Bowl teams are staying. Signed Tom Lyman of the Traveling Lyman's. It was on this day. February 6th, sir. In 1862, Redwood County was established and named after the Redwood River. Previously part of Brown County, this territory would uh, later became, in addition to Redwood, this territory would later become, in addition to Redwood, the counties of La Quiparle, Lincoln, Lyon, and Yellow Medicine. Your, your R counties are Ramsey, Red Lake, Redwood, Renville, Rice, Rock, and Rosso. Okay. On this day. Well, this is the day 2-6. In 1967. Boy, this sounds like fun. Duluth Accordion Airs, a group of 24 accordion players, gave a triumphal concert in their hometown. Organized in 1950, the group had performed around the world including stops in Japan and the Soviet Union. That That's it. They made this day in history. I don't know how. That doesn't seem very <laughs> impressive, does it? The, the accordionaires made this day in history. Do you think you could find 24 accordion players in this state now? Uh, certainly you couldn't find 24 in Duluth, maybe in the state. In the state, I think you could, yeah. There's, that there's is a, a few. difficult instrument to learn. Well, I should tough. even take that back. Look it up, John. Do the Duluth Accordion Airs still exist? That's a good question. Uh, Joe, I'd like to tell you about, uh, I'd like to tell you a story about um, Mama, who's got a squeeze box. I don't want to hear that story. She wears it on her chest. Right. And when Daddy gets home, because she's playing all night. Oh, that's why. <laughs> oh, Hi, Joe. Right. I'm supposed to be looking stuff up. Yeah, I'm I want to know if the Duluth accordionaires <laughs> still exist. Hello, Duluth. I the, the first thing that comes up would be kind of interesting. I should read it at some point. I was a Duluth accordionaire. Wow. Read that at oh, some cool. Point. Some point. That's on Facebook, actually, too. Oh. The World of Accordions Museum, the Duluth Accordions Discography. So apparently they made a bunch of records, huh? Hell yes. Oh, look at that. Tons of them. Gino's Pizza presents music to eat pizza by by the Duluth oh, Accordionaires. Yeah, I a lot of Gino's Pizza rolls there. On tour behind the Iron Curtain, the Duluth Accordionaires. Polka with the Duluth Accordionaires. Sing, Dakota Luthanaires. Star Spangled World. That was uh, one of the instruments I was going to learn during COVID. And uh, I, I realized about five minutes in that that yeah. wasn't going to happen. Not going to work. <laughs> no, no. I have a final road from, uh, note from Willard Anger, who has a great point. We we seem to have endless money 
to build light rail lines, bike lanes, trolley proposals, et cetera, right? Yeah. We just see, why not take some of that money and just create the means by which you can't get on any of these devices until you pay? Wouldn't that cut down on crime? Cut down on crime, it's going to be a little unsightly uh, because the no, no, you could do it. You could do it in a way that would that would be barbed handsome. wire, uh, turnstile. Wow. Yes, you have to pay before you get before you get on the train. That eliminates seventy five percent of the people who ride it. Yeah. Look at that! You just solved it right there. No, we're angry yet. Okay. Would uh, any of you like a vinyl copy of the Duluth Accordion Airs music to eat pizza by? No, I want to. I want my question answered though. Do they still exist? I, it doesn't appear so. I can't find anything online, but you can get that album on eBay for thirty bucks. Really, and that's the one to eat pizza with. Yeah, eat pizza by. Yeah, Gino's I think pizza. eating pizza while listening to accordion music would not be my cup of tea. I think I'm really, really hungry. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't really have lunch. Did you want to lose weight? Do you want to know what's on that album? Yeah, I do. Uh, Neapolitan Memories, uh, Stars and Stripes Forever, sure. and Malaguena. Yep. Uh, never on Sunday. Never yep. on yep. Sunday, Monday. That's yep. one side. And the flip side has Grenada. No, Grenada. That'd be Grenada. Yep. Uh, the clarinet polka. Yep. Bra Brazilian sleigh bells. Ooh. And the Italian festival medley. I there love Brazilian sleigh bells on the Ukraine. Anything about the current location of the Kishka? The Kishka. And who may have lifted it? Who's she? No, she's too fat. You're thinking of too fat polka. I'm oh. thinking of who stole the Kishka. I don't know. There used one. to be a polka radio station. Yeah, there was. My dad listened to it when he would. Polka, polka, ten, ten. We would. Uh, Deliver papers in the morning, Sunday morning, oh, yeah. spot papers for me. I've told you guys this before. The first band I played with here had a very good accordion player. Really? There's and still a station down in New Prague that plays uh, the polka. I still like that polka show that's on cable access. Oh, that's my favorite. That's, that's the awesome. old timers dancing. <laughs> yes, I love that's that. wonderful. Yes. Hey, the Daily Logician is a great way to stay up on to date on Garage Logic. The Logician is a daily email sent right to your inbox with the latest news and notes from GL. Sign up right now at garagelogic.com. You'll find the Daily Logician sign up form on the right hand side of the home page. Charles 2624. We out. All right. Paul Harvey, news and comment. <laughs> that new border bill gives Ukraine 75 times as much funding as the U.S. border wall. I saw that thing, figure. It's disturbing. It's KCHK, K-check. K there you go. Yep. Because didn't, what's her name, used to work there? Somebody we know. Uh, isn't it somebody you know, Kenny, whose name escapes me, right? I bet I don't know anybody who works at K-Chuck. Check. K-Chuck. Check. I was a Duluth accordioneer. Sounds like the beginning of Joe Souchere's next novel. <laughs> Boy, I'm loving this Mick Heron. And Ooh. MasterCard. Hmm? 
I was talking to well, about an author. Oh. So that shooter's uh, mom uh, was found guilty. Oh, oh really? Good. Yeah. Good. Why That's good? Because she was a complete a hole. Well, tell me why. Her um, kid and didn't get him help and just a piece of uh, okay. dumb. Okay. I don't know anything about the case. I've just seen headlines and haven't bothered to read any stories. <clears throat> well, she bought the idiot the gun. Did she? Mm -hmm. What kind of firearm did he use? I don't know. Daisy, I think. <laughs> Tom told me Daisy. that he has a double barrel Daisy. Really? How cool would that Our be? Our Tom here? No, Tom Jewell. Oh, Jewell. Uh, I, 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 as a toy, you mean? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from his youth. I'll be damned. I never heard of it. I have one still in the box. You'll put your eye out. Think yeah. about all the rustlers you could have taken down oh. with that double barrel. <laughs> you, you kidding me? All the rustlers would have been gone. You would have cleaned up this county. I'm telling you that for sure. Kids used to have BB guns. We watched cartoons where the rabbit got his head blown off. I mean, and no one, you know, went nuts. Right. I had to you think this would fly today. I had an army tank. It was huge, gigantic, like this, yeah. you know, and it shot little pellets that you put oh, like fl flour in or whatever. Yeah, you put flour in it so it looked like oh. smoke was coming up. Oh. Imagine you don't still have, have it. it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I wish I did. That'd oh, my God. Bad. That'd be a fortune on Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. I had a cannon. <laughs> yeah, like you from the Civil it. War? No, oh, it was a cool That was it. Um, oh, right. I've heard stories about cannon. this thing. Yeah. From Rustic, not Rustic Warehouse. What was that thing called? Restoration, Restoration Hardware. Yeah. No, but I had another one, too. And they made great noises. They have a um, Restoration Hardware in Boston. Okay. And we were with the fam, and I had an emergency situation. And I don't think that place is ever going to be the same. It was the third floor, the third floor in grand. the corner. How would you make grand. it up to the third floor? How'd well, I was up, up there, there, and it was just like, uh-oh. And uh, Oh, you were already there. Was yeah. it like, uh -oh? Whoever went in there next was probably still, still, was probably lost, still laying there. Lost his sense of smell permanently. <laughs> Hey, John, did you have a story about this lady in Rochester that got arrested for um, showing her bosoms? I did not. Uh, I didn't. I did read the story. I didn't grab it. Where did she, who did she show them to? Well, that's just it. And it doesn't say. <laughs> he lost the case in a uh, appeal. The uh, a, a, Is it appellate court? I don't know. The yeah. Olmstead County District Court. Indecent exposure, but it doesn't say the situation. It doesn't say why she had them out, where it was, what was going on. There's no backstory at all. It's all about her losing her appeal. Go meet. Uh, I'm going to save that one, we, John, because uh, you're going to bring it up. We dig deep into okay. the history of California rain. Oh, that's right. I need to send you stories, don't I? Thank you, John. Well, I do that right now. Copy. Ready. A California Bay Area school. Yep. 
spent $250,000 of your money. 250K. Yep. And put quote marks around this word on a woke program. Got it. That results in the kids not being able to read or write. Uh, results in not to read or write. Okay. Meaningless U of M job posting, comma, but it pays well. Meaningless U of M job posting, but it pays well. Got it. John Height. Well, we've tied the record from 1925. It's now 51. Nice. It smells good out, too. <laughs> Smell like spring? It does. I opened a window earlier and was like, oh. Is it it smelled April? like April this morning. Yep. Who's going to pay for this? There's no way we who's, can get away with this. Who's April? Holy cow. Next Thursday? Yep. A week from this Thursday? The high is only 29. Oh. We're screwed. Oh. Of course, after this, it'll feel like it's 15, too. Flood watch in San Diego, 57 degrees. See, if you flew to San Diego to play golf, you'd be paying all that money to buy six degrees. Mm. That ain't enough. <laughs> Palm Desert's only 55. You'd be paying all that money to buy, uh, or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's only 41 here. It's 51 here in TC, Twin Cities. Hmm. Well, now it's down to 50. We just lost a degree. <laughs> Dang. Jiminy Crickets. Um, <clears throat> oh, there's my tank. So I was looking online for a while. I could get one on eBay for 75 bucks. Oh, is that all? Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Doesn't look that big either. So, of course, I was smaller. I suppose it seemed huge to me at the time. Thanks for sending those, Johnny. Yes, sir. We should be doing what Garrison Keeler does. No, in the winter. Take this show on the road, but just stay in the south. Fort Lauderdale yeah. one night in Miami. and Yeah, we need to talk about taking Fridays off too, Joe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to laugh. I have to laugh. Now, are, we are off tomorrow, is that correct? Yep. Okay. 
Are you coming in here, rookie? No. What's tomorrow? Just nothing? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I could throw something together for a best of. Well, that's the problem. It would be thrown together without any thought. Well, I don't know where he has anything. So I don't not... either. He keeps it very secret. Joe, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Oh, three or four times a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about the Edmund Fitzgerald? Three or four times a year. Mm. It's almost every day for me with the Edmund Fitzgerald. <clears throat> I, I was uh, on shore looking out at where that boat went down. I had to be in Canada at the time. Oh, Canada. That's right. There's a snowmobile race in Sault Ste. Marie that I'm going to go to next year. First weekend in February. Why? Um, it's a very famous race. It's an enduro race. It's 500 laps on a one-mile track. <clears throat> and I want to witness the spectacle in uh, person. Don't they say how many that people finish it? Uh, about a quarter uh the amount that start. They would have reached Whitefish Bay if they would have put what, ten more miles behind them. What? What? How's it go? I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Yeah, something like that. She bottomed she out. That's what happened. She, she might have broke up. She might have capsized. I don't know. So you're saying the swells were so big. Mm-hmm. That so much water was displaced. Yep. Um, I don't know. Well, you can, I mean, they found the wreck. It's broken in half. Well, it broke in half before it sunk. I'm not so sure about that. It was doing one of those surfboard things. Here's the wave. Yeah. Here's the ship. Boom, teetering. Well, Boom, she breaks in half. Would it have done you any good to have a life jacket on? You would have froze to death, wouldn't you? He would have froze to death. Didn't they find some empty lifeboats? Yep. I, th I think they did. Now, that would be something to own if you one drifted up on your beach. How how long do you think it took for those guys to die? However long it takes to drown. I don't know how long that takes. I think I would have huffed in as much water as possible just right away. Yeah. Don't even try to hold your breath. Just suck it all in. Get it over with. Pretty good water. It's fresh water. Yeah. But it tasted all right. Not, not salty at all. Nope. Glug, glug. 
Okay, so we did that. We're good here. That's processing. <clears throat> well, I think I'll go outside and take advantage of this wonderful day. Wonderful day. You're going to go up to that track in, uh, where is it, Coon Rapids? Knock the ball around? No. Okay. All right, fellas. Uh, thank you, town council. Thursday, huh? Yeah. See you, Kim. Okay, Broski. Okay.